What up? What up? What's happening, man? How are you this evening? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Welcome, 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 everybody to Religious hey, young World Podcast. I want to see you in the room, in the building. Come in, say hello, leave your comments. It's been two weeks, Pastor Jeff. Man, we've been vacationing. You've been vacationing. <laughs> I, I had to do a I had to do a workcation with 14 hour drives on both sides of it. And a devil. And do a wedding in a 95 degree uh, heat. <laughs> the devil. It's the world's hottest robe. <laughs> but it was a beautiful robe. I it, was beautiful. it was. It was. It was. It was. It was a beautiful wedding altogether. It was a beautiful wedding, man. Shout out to our, our friends, our 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 wonderful, lovely couple, the Browns, and uh, the beautiful daughter Jasmine in their uh, marriage. And Tony's dead broke now. You know he's dead. Whitmore the third, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Listen, <laughs> I think I married like six different people in one ceremony. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's legal. Let me let me tell y'all, whoever is out there, if you're ever following Pastor Todd, these are directions. <laughs> These are his directions he's going to give to you. Take 71 to 76, 69 to 89, down 12, 20, and, and then you'll, we'll be right there as soon as you get there. That's it. Hey, 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 hey. It's the George Johnson in me. It's the George Johnson. And if you can't keep up, you might as well just don't get on the road with me. You know, I mean, you have to sign like liability insurance just to follow me it's the way it is. Rashad, good to see you. I want to see you guys tune in, tap back. Uh, I always love uh, the comments, the shares. If you're watching us, we appreciate you as our loyal audience. We really are grateful. I know I speak for Pastor Jeff and I that you guys have been on this journey with us. So we want to see the names go up. And I'm glad Marlon jumped in because I just want to say, you know, go Steelers right quick. Just want to say that, you know, we we, we pulled the W out with 2-0. and o. I, I will give props to the Browns. I'm not a hater. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Brown, <laughs> we're looking awfully good Thursday night. They look good Thursday night, and I think we five. Their, 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 offense, their offense definitely looks good. Um, you know, uh, you know, we got some starters out on defense, so I, I think that's going to help us out. But I mean, you get somebody like uh, Brady, you know, who will light you up through the air. We going to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Right yeah, now. secondary leaves leave something to be desired. Uh, Mike, Big Mike said he's a hater. You know, it's so it's okay. <laughs> I, I feel that they're pushing forty at this point. I don't have that much energy to root against other people as much as I want to root for who I'm for. It's a life philosophy. I am not going to spend my life talking about what I'm against so much as I will what I'm for. But I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm gonna be completely honest, dude. I don't know how I don't know how Big Ben does it. I'm just he's it, a cyborg. He's a cyborg. He's like he had one of them Robocop surgeries. I mean, I'm like, seriously, dude. I mean, what it, he gotta be 57. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's official church mother age. <laughs> Big, Big, the church mother. <laughs> Big Ben is about to be Mother Roethlisberger in somebody's church. <laughs> but you know what? I'm afraid he's gonna have flashes of brilliance, but it's gonna be like a Joe Theisman situation. It's gonna be one of them. Man, you take that last big hit, man, and it could be yeah. all over. And I, I hate it to see because I grew up in the era of watching greats become lates. Yeah. Dan Marino. I mean, I watched him on his last legs. This cat had more pads than body. You know what I'm saying? This cat had, 
What was the quarterback for uh for uh the Chicago Bears who used to wear the headband around his neck? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forget his name. McMahon. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want Ben to go out like that. I, I, if they make a good run, I want him to let it go. Honestly, be good. I want him to let it go. Yeah. So that brings us to our, our opening little segment, uh, Pastor Jeff. What's, what, what do you think is more of a challenge or, or more basically what's worse? Uh, an empty football stadium or an empty sanctuary? Wow. What do you think is <laughs> worse to, to, to perform in? What, what do you think that – and I hate to use the word perform, but you all know what we mean. Because uh, these guys, man, they're used to the hype. They're used to the Absolutely. the chairs. The they said that you don't have home, home home field advantage anymore. You know, Seattle's playing tonight. The 12th right. man is like half their team. Right. You know, the 12th man is like half their team. So what do you think's worse? Because we have the same problem. We've talked about it. Well, I mean, I, I think I don't know. I don't know how, how, you know, you see these cameras and from T from us watching it on TV, it looks good. It looks like you got people. I don't, you know, I wish I could put some cameras out in the audience, a million screens and people could be just be watching. And I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, are those live people? Are they actually watching the game? Are those, you know, I, I don't think so. I think they submitted videos of themselves cheering and like they had to probably submit like 45 seconds of themselves, you know, doing stuff. Uh, Mike just stole my line when I was about what he was about to say. I am. And I've seen it to varying degrees. I am. I am impressed with the crowd noise. Yes. Uh, yes some were yes. pretty weak. Some were pretty weak. You could tell some stadiums. Listen, one. I can't remember which team I was watching, but the one team I was watching, I had watched a really good game. It was live. It was on point. There were boos on bad calls, everything. And the next game I watched, it was like a church sound man was running it. It was like it was late. It was cheering at the wrong time. It was all low. And here's what I don't like, though, Jeff, which is another parallel to church. I don't like that you can hear the field so much and just like random talking like it's an empty building. Because I don't want to hear all that. I mean, I don't want to hear every holler, every yell. But I do think maybe we should adopt Pumping some crowd noise into our churches. Pumping some in? You, you, start, you pump some crowd noise into your church service. Well, I, right now I go for uh, bringing my musicians back. <laughs> that that might help me out a little bit. I mean, well, crowd noise. Bishop Rudolph McKissick did have a screen set up in his church where and it was a giant screen in the back where he had that type of setup where he could see them on Zoom and hear them. Mm. And he had the congregation plugged into his uh, sound system, and I'm sure it was at appropriate levels and all, where they could hear the amens. And, of course, I guess you have to assume most of the people were disciplined enough to you know, be in the quiet room, no screaming babies in the background, I guess. They, they really were perhaps handpicked people right. who were participating, but it had to be encouraging to be able to see their faces while he's preaching Absolutely. live oh, zoom. Yeah. And if I could figure out a way to do that, I would do that. Oh, definitely. I would definitely do that. That that sounds like great. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, he has a video on his Facebook page of him trying it out. And this has to be like two, three weeks old, man. I mean, I think before we went out of town, 
but uh, I do the the screen, and sometimes I just bunk the screen and just open up an iPad on the pulpit, and I can see the names on our live, and I mm -hmm. mute it, and that's very encouraging. And I've been telling our people that if I can't see your faces in the house, I at least want to see your names. Right, right, on, right, on the screen. right, right. That would help. But overall, man, I mean, I think for me, it's almost comforting to see some other, for lack of a better term, industry deal with the same struggles and adjustments because up to that point nothing had truly mimicked what we've been dealing with except for sport right 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 uh you know and i think it's everywhere i mean i haven't besides restaurants because restaurants are are pretty much back to normal pretty much back to the, their regular crowds and things of that nature but you know even tonight after i left church i went to planet fitness and that was always completely packed and you know out there now and you know i mean there was literally nobody in there yeah so I, I think more than more than just us is dealing with it but i think we're dealing with it on a whole nother level because i mean we really it really it that crowd and that feedback you really do vibe off of that stuff as a pastor Absolutely. And that's, that's what I meant. Sports is probably the only place where, I mean, even musicians in these award shows, they perform in studios all the time. Right. They perform in front of cameras, you know, and that's it all the time. I think church and sports are one of the few things that almost require an audience as a vital part of the interaction. So mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see where this goes. I think a lot of them aren't going to be able to hold out any more than churches have. They're going to start letting more crowd people in. There was a definite difference between, say, Pittsburgh, even though the crowd noise was great and Dallas where I think they all going to have COVID, man. They had like half <laughs> Dallas in the, in the stadium. Well, LeBron said the other day he's tired of being in the bubble. You know, yeah, I think some people are uh, phoning it in in the NBA because they don't want to be in the bubble. I think, I think some of them got kicked out on purpose and that's a whole nother subject. They, the one dude brought a woman in, <laughs> you know, wasn't there a Seahawks player that tried to, uh, Sneak a girl in with like uh, a, a uniform or something on a uniform. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, like a rookie. It was like a rookie. He got cut. Yeah, man, it's, it's a lot. Well, let's get to our subject. It's called uh, COVID in the church. Now we have purposely taken a break from talking about COVID. First of all, because it becomes a worn out subject. Secondly, because after a while, there's only so much you can say, and you almost have to sort of wait and see. Pastor Jeff, like we could only speculate at a certain point. We could only, you know, pontificate uh, about what might happen or how this might pan out. But we're six months in now. And while I do think some people have gone really far with the, you know, everything's changing, everything's like, I mean, they act like all the churches were just going to burn down overnight <laughs> and we were going to have like being trees or something, you know, by the end of the year. It's not that, but Jeff, it's a new reality, Pastor. It's a new, we're all leveling out what this looks like. Now, the mega, mega, mega dudes are like, you know, we're not coming back, but they have obviously the capacity of, you know, the streaming, very strong audiences, marketing. Right. My dude in Atlanta, Dr. Dewey, E. Dewey Smith. I mean, this cat got 24-hour Hope TV going on down there. They have like workout. They're doing Pilates, uh, <laughs> yoga marriage counseling, you know, cooking shows, and then some church. Now, we all can't do that, but we're all dealing with the changes. Thank you, Sister Janet Sister Janet Whitby from Second Baptist being with us. Uh, please share, comment, like, 
But now there are a few actual areas where we probably need to talk about what this new reality is. And I'll start with the first one that is the most obvious, attendance. Will we ever see attendance and what should our expectations of attendance be? Well, I mean, I don't know if, once again, it's, it's, it's a subject matter that we don't know. We can't speculate, but we hope to see at least what we can do for right now in our social distancing bylaws and regulations. We at least like to see all that filled up. If we can get that, we'd be doing well. Up um, to the limits, you mean? Up to the limit that we are allowed. That we're that we're allowed. Um, you know that that would be great. Um, but you know, I think when it comes to because there's a different expectation even in evangelism. You know, mm. it's it's a different expectation. And how do you even ask somebody? Are you, you know, can you come to my church or? Will you come to my church or, you know, our church is opening back up. You know, we'd love to see you there. You know what I mean? You want to because you want to see more people there. Is it really hard, though? I mean, I'm not saying it's hard. What I'm saying is, you know, it's really uncouth. Is it really is, is it really a risk or inappropriate in any fashion when the, the department stores, restaurants, car dealerships, bars, malls are continuing to say, come on in. We have social distancing standards. Come on in. You know, we have rearranged things for you. So, you know, to me, I look at you know evangelism as an invitation. And there's nothing wrong with inviting the way I look at it, because we've made all the preparations probably and then some as any other industry or organization has made. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, and, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably going to. I'm, I'm probably going to go real deep here, and I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Let's I'm, go with it. I'm not really offending. But let's talk. Gyms open. Every gym opened. Every gym is open. Car dealerships open. Schools open. And schools open with the fact that you could come or you can stay home. Things of that nature. Why can't the churches say, let's all open or let's all stay closed? You know, I'm going to be honest. I think that number one, the heart of a shepherd is different than the heart of a supervisor. Absolutely. Yeah. And the heart of a salesman mm -hmm. and the heart of a, a, a corporate, you know, CEO. The heart of a shepherd is the concern for the well-being of the people who are under our charge. And the funny thing is, as much as our culture and the generations have shifted in the perspective of pastor, we have not neglected for the most part the fact that we really do care and feel responsible for the people and it's funny because people have tried to flip that oh it's a control thing or ain't nobody under you and we still think well whether you consider yourself under us or not i'm still gonna have a concern absolutely at the same time there i think and this is where i'll be offensive i believe that competition has slipped into the covid era of churches the right. same competition, the same spirit of wanting to portray oneself as safer, wiser, more prepared, more concerned than the next is no different than, and it, it's real. We got to be honest as pastors. We want to preach our best sermon. We want to feel like we are presenting the best truth, not to say that no one else has truth, 
but it's on it, it's human nature and that might be disconcerting and i'm sure pastor will jump on here by the way hey pastor Bowie, my fellow Steeler nation good to see ah. you uh i just had to call him out if he was a browns fan, I, I, would, I wouldn't have shouted him out if he was a browns fan but but we don't like to talk like this jeff but competition permeates every segment of society, including our spirituality. And I do think there's a little bit of let me stake out my position and see how it tracks with the public and with my congregation. And that's why we're not all closing and we're not all opening. Well, see, but that that I, I think and that becomes the issue when it comes to evangelism. And I don't think it should, but it become because when you ask somebody and they'll say, well, this pastor said this. Well, you know, because, you know, you have some pastors saying we ain't going back until such and such. And yeah. because we care about that doesn't mean we don't. Exactly. It oh, doesn't yeah. mean we don't. It, I mean, you know, if your church has 500 members and my church has 50 members, you know, there, there's a difference. There's Very a different dynamic coming back. It's a there's a there's a huge dynamic. But even though I may see it and you may see it those who attend may not see it no not at all and, and even like for instance we a lot of us who are more mid-sized to small size we've done things like parking lot services you know i've done the multiple services my goal my stated public goal is that the average crowds we were getting in one, one service pre-covid i'd like to see spread out over the three services i have in and or, or you know in this current situation and so for us it could be anywhere from 150 to 200 that's just being honest. A lot of people don't put their honest numbers out there. Those are my numbers. And if we spread that out and I have about 60 a service, if I have about 60 a service spread out in a church that seats about 600, 650, I'm fine with that. And I will preach just as hard as I have been. And I'll just pat myself on the back right quick because I will hoop and holler at a camera screen all day long. Yes, sir. Uh, and Pastor Hurd, thank you for thank you for joining us. Pastor Hurd, Elder Hurd, we thank Dr. you. Hurd, he has done an excellent job with outdoor service. Pastor Bowie has been outdoors some. He's been gone inside a little bit. Everybody's context is different. Now think about our mega brothers. They can't even do parking lot service. Right. So you know, my, my, my spiritual father, Bishop Clark, uh, he's done a parking lot service. I mean, he pulled out the full two deep gospel fest stage. <laughs> you know, that's a lot different than the rest of us taking a podium and a mic outside and a drum set and a keyboard. That's a lot different. So think about a Jake's. Think about an E. Dewey Smith. You know, think about a word church. Uh, they, they're not. You know, they, they can't even. That, that's a lot to manage. So, but 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 my thing is, if we're open, if we've made preparation, and I know the singing thing is a debate. I get that, and I feel that no matter what the circumstance is, we need to be understanding that people have different convictions, beliefs, and but they also should be understanding that what you just said, there are things that are open. And I know a big joke, a big uh, ado has been made about singing and preaching and talking, all of that. But let's be honest, man. We were just at a restaurant. Let's just be honest. We were just at a restaurant. People are singing, walking, chomping, spittle, food everywhere, at the gym, sweat everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Folk are dirty and nasty at grocery stores. So what I'm saying is I'm not going to be ashamed if I have made the preparation of making the invitation. Well, I mean, we are, we are currently going to reopen in two weeks and I am uh, right now sending out letters to the congregation. I'm going to start, uh, you know, building it up as much as I can on Facebook. 
I mean, you know, and like I said, all we can do is make the preparations, make sure that the people know that as a pastor, my heart is to make sure that everybody is as safe as possible um, and that, you know, we're going to take every precaution. We're buying masks so that when they come in, they can get the mask. We're making sure that, you know, the roped off and all of that. And, you know, uh, so, you know, in this I'm COVID era, it's going to be different. It's going to yeah. be different. And it is a new reality and we have to acknowledge it. I, I like what, uh, what's my dude's name? Uh, I follow him all the time. I'm ashamed that I, I can't think of his name, but he said, I refuse to call this the new normal. It's just the new weird. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to call it the new normal. This is not normal. You know, this is not uh, what I would consider normal. And I have to agree with that. Uh, how about actual membership? You know what? I'm blessed the last few weeks, including this week, praise God, we started taking in members again because obviously, you know, in times like these, your your faithful few, your your core faithful are the ones who are coming. Members are probably going to come to your church the most. And uh, we've seen some people saying, I'm joining or I'm ready to join. And so whether they're current members that have been around forever. And by the way, a lot of our churches, we do have standards. And Lord help us if we have to have a conversation about membership standards again. But that's changed. How do you, most of our bylaws and constitutions expect, you know, attendance. You know, giving, participation in a ministry. Uh, you know, what do you consider backslidden or inactive or whatever it is your denomination calls it. I mean, how does that change? How do you hold people accountable? Is it if you go 30 days without me seeing your name on my live, I'm going to send you an inbox? <laughs> we, we definitely have to revisit it, man. We definitely, I mean, just taking in members, you know, over there yeah. and people, uh, people, inboxing or or saying I want to become a part of your church. And and this brings back to what we said before of how people said when you start back up, I'm gonna really show up. I'm gonna show I'll up. Be there, Doc. Nah, Doc, you, but if you don't, you know what I mean? And you know, you know, you you we send out we after our uh, live sermons, we give we do invitations and we right. you know pray and if you want to accept Jesus. And then you know there are many who may do it watching but never call us. Now I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them to get up and walk down the hallway. And they, uh, <laughs> get up and walk out to your garage. Yeah, and, get, yeah. <laughs> and come and come back <laughs> to the church. I have them wave their hand or raise their hand in their seat, and I've directed people on our Facebook page. We set up a simple Google. I'm not a Facebook page, but you could use it at, just to post a link on our web page. We have a simple Google form that if you desire to join the family. You input. It's the same information our church clerk would have taken. Okay. That he received you into the church to get your information going. So that's okay. our process now. I am scheduled, and we are scheduled to start a Zoom new members class and do okay. it via Zoom. And uh, that's how we're going to take that. But I mean, back to my original question. I mean, some of our churches, I'm not sure if you guys, we, my deacons still go to some of the elderly and, and, and pick up ties or used to. You know, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so are we sending them cash app links? Are we saying I haven't, you know, it's been a while since we got a few dollars from you. Here's our PayPal. And I'm talking to folk the, the homebound. I'm not talking to the mm -hmm. online Facebook. How right, do you right. interact? How do you expect? Can anybody be removed from roles at, at this point? I, I think at this point you shouldn't. I don't think it's I don't think it would be wise. 
I it's like the Secretary of State, like we're not taking no voters off voters <laughs> off the roll before right. November. At least now. At least when does it end? Yeah. When, when does it end? Well, I mean, well, let's hope all this ends. Let's hope we can get back to normal. But I mean, I just I would be cautious of, of I mean, because honestly, I would take half half the church off. You know, I mean, not because they haven't no, nope, you know, they just haven't been there. And I don't have we really don't have a huge, you know, and I just started at the church I'm at. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have a huge uh, online base right now. Right. We don't have a huge online base. And, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to get there. You know, they're starting to get there. You know, today, today was a good day as far as online uh, service went for us. But, right. um, you know, and so a lot of times I like to put it on my page instead of progressive page because my, you know, people know me. But, um, you know, so I wouldn't, I personally, as, as a pastor of progressive, wouldn't take anybody off as of right now. Now, you know, if, you know, my clerk came up to me and said, uh, mother so-and-so hasn't given in four months when, you know, usually, or brother so-and-so just stopped giving to the church altogether, you know, and, but I do do my monthly calls and checks. So it ain't like I would just be calling to say, Hey, you know, What's up, what's up? What's up with your money? You know what I mean? Where's you you're you gonna get to say, "Hey, how's it going? How's everything?" Hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I, I refuse to make those calls. To be honest, I mean, I do some wellness checks and some calls. I task our deacons with checking up, which brings us to another subject: What does connection look like in the COVID reality? Because you cannot replace in-person interaction. I'm talking just seeing a smiling face on the way out of the church. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes you can see people and know that they're not doing great. Uh, you can see people and know that there's an obvious blessing or, you, you know, a moment of favor they've encountered and you ready to rejoice with them. Good news. And, and I mean, typing in the comments is great. Sending an inbox, you know, our members group, we do test, you know, people might testify or talk about what's going on in their lives, but it's a lot different than looking at somebody and saying that brother went through a surgery and here they are in the church, you know, right. God brought them through right. Uh, right. or even visits our deacons, you know, that we have not been visiting in person in the same fashion. I mean, I've pulled in a few, uh, I pulled in a few driveways and just waved. Uh, Pastor Bowie said there's a lot of depression. That is very true. And, and by the way, and, and here's the transparent moment, we're enduring that too. And it's not because we are weak, egotistical, arrogant. We lost our crowd in the hoopla, even though there is an element to the atmosphere that has always been a part of our reality. It hurts to miss people that you know and love and not be able to check on them and see them. Uh, to worry about what might be uh, detrimental to the church. And I'm not talking money and finances. I'm just talking uh, the health. How about Jeff? members who have taken this opportunity to fully and completely detach from the church, they weren't really with you. Right. And this is a very easy out. Absolutely. And I, I've said that from the beginning, from the beginning, there's, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be, for a lack of better words, switching teams. You know, people are scoping, even through these online services, people are finding out where they want to be. And, and I mean, I, I, I've never had, well, I can say, I'm, I don't, I'm, it's not that I don't have a problem with it, but if you feel 
that this place is going to be better for you. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You know, I'm not I'm not begging anybody to stay. But uh, when you talk about uh, interaction and, 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 and trying to, you know, I know. I know you said you don't do it, but I try to do my monthly phone calls and I know I'm starting a newsletter that's going to go out to, uh, to do just a little, uh, pastor's corner. And, you know, I'm going to do it on the first of every month and it's like just that. going to be something that's sent out to the members just to, you know, try to keep them connected because whether we know it or not, the longer you stay away, the longer you want to stay away. And that's from anything that's you don't cool. work out. You don't work out for three weeks. That fourth week, you can say you're gonna work out all you want. You ain't going to the gym. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you, you. It, it's just, it just happens. People become disconnected, and they, you know, they, they just, they just drift away, out of sight, out of mind. It just, it yeah. is what it is. You know what I mean? You find something different to do on Sundays besides church. Yeah, times have changed. But when I was coming up in school at the turn of the century, which sounds so crazy, and get going into college in the early part of the millennium, uh. Now they talk about taking semesters off, take a mental break and that. They would encourage us not to stop going to school at all costs. Yeah, yeah. They would say, do not stop. Yeah. I don't know what these little snowflakes are doing now. Talk about <laughs> college is too hard. But mm -hmm. uh, but they would say, you know, if you break up that routine. And let's just be honest. Like you said, the gym, college, even work. People get used to not working. Absolutely. Spiritual disciplines and fellowship and what we've known to be the norms of the church, COVID or not, have always been one of those things that you don't want to get away from if it is your intention to stay committed and strong as a part of the body. Both me and you preached on Ephesians 4 this week uh, because that's just what brothers do. We'd be on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. And we still champion the idea that there is a strength and a benefit to togetherness and fellowship. And that's why I even say about show your face even on our lives. And I said this, and I didn't want to sound too thirsty or too needy or even too demanding or pushy or fussy on Wednesday night. But I said, Pastor Jeff, out of all the things us preachers, and I know Pastor Hurd and Pastor Bowie can relate to this, out of all the things that us preachers have asked our members to do over the years, I mean, stand up, sit down, touch your neighbor, slap your neighbor, do this, run around, give this money, support this. At this point, we are basically asking our members to do the bare minimum. And I said this Wednesday night, I'm literally asking you to click a share button. Right. Like, like click a share button, which is really difficult for me to fathom the people who listen and still don't do it. Mm -hmm. Not, and I understand maybe there's people who are like, hey, I... I'm scared of technology, Pastor. You ought to be glad I'm even on here watching you. Right, right. I'm afraid of what might happen to my phone because some folks, I mean, they really do. They can make a mess of anything. They can, they didn't got hacked so many times. They got nine Facebook pages. So I have some sympathy. Right. But sometimes I think to myself, I'm literally just because you're, you're sending your ties and you probably are, you know, or, or, or something, some support, and, and, and you jump on. How, how minimum has been the ask for us as pastors? I mean, I think that's very. I think in. most of you just once me, of course, three right. times, but only once. And even if even if you were in person, I would only ask you to come to one service anyway. But tune in live, live like you would have gotten up and gotten dressed 45 minutes, an hour before church. So mm -hmm. tune in from your couch where I can't see you and you're still in the bed. Let me see your name. Give something some kind of way. And I, I mean, this. I'm, I'm being very serious. 
hit the like button and the share button. Literally take your finger and go boop. And to be honest, out of my 200 some members who are on Facebook, you know, 10, 12, you know, and they don't understand. Here's another thing, Jeff. This goes into vision casting and shepherding. As leaders, we often really do know what will work and be successful in helping our ministries to survive and thrive. And that's why we say things like share and like and comment and tag, because that's no different than invite and pass out this. And it's the new thing. And the funniest thing is it's an easier thing. This is easier than let's go door to door. This is easier than let's go in the parking lot. It's the same thing as, I mean, and very honestly, you know, if you're looking for a church on Sunday morning and you ride down the street and you see 20, 30 cars at this church and there's another church where there's three, more than likely you're going to go to the one with 20 and 30 cars because you feel as if there's something going on there. It's just like when you click on and you see there's 10, there's, you know, 50 people watching this service. Maybe this is the service I ought to watch. And people actually interacting. People, you know, right. giving love to one another. And by the way, and, and can I say this to our audience out there or people who might watch in the replay? I said it in church today because I'm not afraid. I think we have to be vulnerable no matter how people might perceive us. I'm so grateful for Howard John Wesley, who talked about being tired and worn out earlier in the year and needing yeah. to take a mental break. But as much as I am heartened to see those names and to see those comments, it really is heartening for me. It really is encouraging to me. It's not always pastor centric. I think we need to see each other as members. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't mind if you speak to each other. I mean, don't start selling recipes, you know, you know, don't start sharing recipes and talking about what you're about to cook while I'm preaching on, on the Facebook comments. But when people start tagging each other saying, hey, Sister Sally, and good to see you, Brother Jones, mm-hmm. and I hope you're doing well, we all need that interaction because it's the best we have right now. We don't even have smiles and waves right now. Absolutely. Well, one thing I do, and I, I give, a, give a lot of credit, uh, you know, especially to Pastor Hurd. I see a lot of, a lot of Pastor Hurd's members. Uh, a lot of a lot of other ones doing lives and uh, Bible studies and things of that nature. I, I see a oh, lot. Yeah, they got a TV network at EMBC. They got the, uh, they got the, <laughs> the On the Hill network. Every time I, I mean, turn on, somebody's teaching. Something. But it's it's awesome because no, they're, they're all really quick. They're all sharing. He's the cool people, and they're right. all on there teaching from their homes. And really, isn't that not a digital model of the early church? Yeah, absolutely. And they met in various homes. They mm-hmm. taught each other. They shared the word. You know, I, maybe I haven't done the best job of equipping people to be prepared to do that. I've asked them to, to do it. Uh, I have one sister who does summaries of the of the weekend, doing a great job. Reverend Hall, doing a great job. Uh, not always able to get everyone on. I think another part of this is as scary as internet. the internet can seem. I think more of us need to follow that model that Pastor Hurd has. And and I think more of our members, and I'm not knocking my church or your church or anybody, but more of our members need to be willing to show their faces and let their voices be heard. Do little things approved, of course, at least with some warning 
under the guise of the church. I don't want people just starting their own lives talking about I'm representing Second Baptist. <laughs> you, know they, about it. you know they do it. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Like here, here it go. <laughs> I mean, we don't want that, but because this is our new reality, this is where we're at. I, I, a few months back when we got ready to make an office move, a major move of, of moving some of our operations offsite and doing some expansion uh, during COVID, I mean, we had our first cyber church meeting where I simultaneously had a group in the sanctuary who were willing to come, mostly my leaders. I had a group on Zoom on a TV I could see. And those that don't do Zoom or that were on our Facebook Live group. And I was balancing that out. I'll probably find a better way to do it next time. But I mean, I'm waiting for our first. And to be honest, it's no different than a regular church meeting because somebody can say something crazy in the comments you got to address. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so Jeff, let, let, let's move on. What does worship look like? W what's acceptable worship? Here's a here's a good one. Here, here's a good one. Uh, does church have to stay shorter? Say that again. The church, you know, a lot of us when we came back to church, we started doing it shorter. Yeah, yeah. Does it have to stay that way? I've been creeping up, honestly. Have you? Yeah. I, I I honestly like the shorter. I've always liked the shorter. So yeah. I know I will stay short. I mean, I you know, you know me. I, I am a 20, 25 minute, 30 minute preacher. Um, I can deal with one praise song, you know, and you know, whatever announcements gotta be made. And I, I like the shorter services, um, but I don't think I don't think it should be the norm. I think, you know, if your church is used to, if your church is a singing production type church, do that. You know what I mean? And I mean, I know once again, with the social distancing and how, how that stuff goes, uh, I know a lot of people have said, have said they're going to stay shorter. They like the shorter services, but I don't think, you know, we should make other people feel bad if they're going to have longer services. Let it be. And think about this. We still have gifts in the house that we want to utilize. Absolutely. And so when you have gifts in the house that you want to utilize, uh, you know, you want to, you know, you don't want to have a full band and a praise team and well rehearsed. And, and, and that is, you know, they're only up for four or five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, now, if we were recording, if we were recording, Daryl says he doesn't like the shorter services. And I think a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised because you forget this is not just church time. It feels like family time. Sometimes it feels like we had to do our first announcement in six months in our church. And I was like, <laughs> I was so used to not wow. doing an announcement. You know, I was so used to, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. This guy has something to say. You know, I'm so used to, uh, you know, just flowing through it now. But I think some people are getting weary of the production style of church. And remember, if you're if you're recording, you can edit, you can cut, you can right. do all that. Mm -hmm. But if you are a live streaming service, people still got to walk to the mic. The song still has to start. The pastor's still making some remarks, which, by the way, it needs to happen. It has to. When, when we were doing our recordings back in April and, and May and all of that and in March, it made sense to sing the song and just say, this is my text. Welcome. Here we go. But now I'm still seeing some people. And, you know, 
And I want to praise God for that person I'm seeing, that sister who had a birthday. I want to say something. Now, I'm measuring how I say it. And y'all all know I'm talking about voting before I preach every single service. I'm just going to <laughs> y'all down to the ground with voting. It's right. going to happen. Right, right, right. But we've managed to keep our services. Uh, uh, an hour and 15 minutes is our longest, ser- our longest services, which is uh, 30 minutes lower, more than 30 minutes lower than what our services were before. And our two Saturday and early Sunday morning services are usually about under an hour or under, 50 minutes sometimes. So uh, I think we're all gonna stay shorter to a measure. I'm not so sure we all have to stay in production mode short. Right, right, right. Singing, being condensed and cut down obviously makes things shorter because that has always been what drags out our churches. Come on now. We got to sing the course nine times, break it back up again. Have bring, a it back up, bring it back. Bring it back. Come on back up. Come on. Come on. Come on, choir. Singing the song over again is the Baptist version of a praise break. You know, <laughs> so it, in the Pentecostal church, you sing the song and you shout. In the Baptist mm-hmm. church, you sing the song, get happy, and sing it some more. Sing it some more. <laughs> some more. While somebody's screaming and having a fit in the corner. You mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. But we got two shouts in, well, well, one and a half shouts in today. And uh, it felt good to feel like church again because we have been so confined to the schedule and it's wise. Pastor Bowie, you know it. Pastor Hurd, you know it. It's wise to, to continue. Here's the reason we, we, we kept it short. Number one, we didn't want people getting up to the bathroom and doing all this stuff. Uh, a lot of people have masks on. Thank you, Pastor Bowie. That's on the comments. Because everybody has to wear a mask. Now, Sister Jeanette just said, and I'm going to put your comment up in a second. If the Holy Spirit is in control, what does the amount of time matter? You know, that's an age-old debate. <laughs> that's an age-old debate. Uh, I think Pastor Bowie just answered it. First of all, you have a congregation full of people who have masks on. Let's just be honest. They're still not comfortable. It still is, you know, difficult praise God for all of our members, especially many of our elderly ones who are making a go of it. I don't want to torture them. Right. And the Holy Spirit being in control does not mean church lasts all day. That was never true. And it, to me, it's still not true. And I think we turn long church into equating to Holy Ghost Church. And I think there's never been a problem with minding your time. I don't think there's a problem with minding your time. If the Holy Ghost wants to step in, I think he'll step in regardless of whether we're minding our time or not. So what's your thoughts on the time limits, Pastor? Well, I don't I don't have a problem with with long services. I don't have a problem with short services. I prefer the short services, but I mean, I think you're completely right. Uh, and I think what Pastor Boyd said was absolutely right. Well, you know, I've had people tell me, ask me, do you have to wear masks there? And if I do, I'm not coming. There are people who absolutely hate wearing the mask. Yeah. And it's just it's just a reality. So I think you want to be you, you want to be cautious of of uh of of that and you know uh like you said bathrooms um walking around uh you know yeah. offerings offerings is, is is you know we have where you just when you come in or when I'm you look at, at the door at the door yeah the door. right so you know uh communion service uh, you know usually First Sunday is all you know has always always been a long service for most churches because of communion. So you know what I mean. How do I don't know how y'all do it, and I, I mean we're still doing it, but 
you know, and I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to rush communion because I think it's a, a, uh, a sacred, sacred, vital. Yeah. Part. Time. There's nothing wrong with giving things time. Right. And, and you know what? What I would say is, and, and, and K1 said, uh, he likes long church and we used to club all night. That's Jeff. Jeff used to club all night. I didn't club at all. Jeff, Jeff still club. I'm joking. Jeff. I, I don't I don't club no more. I, I, I have a Holy Ghost party. Go ahead. There's always room. Pastor Hurd says, and thank you, Elder Hurd, for sticking with us. Pastor Hurd says, just as long as it is relevant. And I think that just as long as it is relevant can really be narrowed down because what COVID has taught us is that there are some things that are okay, but not essential. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the Holy Ghost moving, the Holy Ghost and the move of the spirit is usually not the part of church that's been dragging out church. Right. Let's be honest. Right, right. How so long, how long can you shout? We usually don't. I get tired, doc. I got, <laughs> I got two good steps. Now, and y'all know y'all used to call me River Dance. Yeah, River Dance, River Dance Stanford. River Dance can only last about three Brown. Deacon Brown used to call you River Dance. He was over there <laughs> doing the microphone. You start listen. sweating so much, and you in them suits, boy, it get hot. Listen, I got three good steps. I got my little hop move, jump to the left, jump to the right, <laughs> double time it. You got that little running man, too. I got my little running man. I got my running man. I got my running man, got my MC Hammer, and then I'm through. I'm right. through, man. So, I mean, it, it doesn't mean. But know. announcements drag time out. Announcements, the old, and, and, and my ministers and deacons have caught up with where I want them to be. And it's funny because all of our pastors and ministers and even some members can attest that some of the stuff we have gotten down to doing is stuff we had hoped people would do a long time ago. I used to joke about it. We got a long church. You know that, Jeff. Our, 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 we have a long church. Why, if you're scheduled to pray, would you be sitting in the 19th of the 20th row? And then wait till the song is over and we're in dead silence to make the long Undertaker walk to the, to the podium like you coming down in the WWE entrance. And so everybody has been in their spot, in their place, you know, diligent. And we're, we're using the communion cups. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and, do, and by the way, this is stuff most of us bounced around as ideas for a long time. We were talking about cutting out an announcement, cutting out a song doing things different. The prayer ain't got to be 15 minutes. We were talking about that before COVID. COVID made us do what needed to be done. COVID made us do what needed to be done. And when, when I, what I will say, what I will say, because I, I don't mind church, you know, two hours is good for me. Two hours, two, two hour service, that's fine. Listen. But we love church. It, right. Love it, church. In these funerals though, if we don't stop reading every, no, we're not reading these resolutions. No, 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 no. If we listen, you can. Whereas, whereas the sermon is ten minutes, the resolutions is is fifty five. Sister Carol, God bless her soul. I love her. She loves me. I had to tap her one time because the dude in the front was like the the son, the son of the uh the uh the the deceased was like. I don't want to hear no more. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> and let it be known. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, uh, uh, Big, Big Mike said, uh, Big Mike said, I'm trying to be home by one to watch the game. You ain't got to worry about that now, Big Mike. You ain't got to worry about this season. Check it out now. This season, everybody's going to make the game. Everybody's going to make the game. Everybody's making the game. If you don't make the game, if you can't get your Saints out on Facebook, 
to watch that game. First of all, they're going to have their phone on and the game on anyway. Right, absolutely. absolutely. Okay? So we're just going to live with that reality. They're going to praise and cheer at the same time. <laughs> right, right. And, 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 and I can't tell the difference. I don't care. I don't care. So so you're right. I mean, we have done what needs to be done. Uh, here's the, you know, a lot of people did the parking lot services. Uh, it's going to get cold, man. I ain't going back out there like that, man. I wasn't going back out there. I wasn't going out there. I mean, At I all. it's too much work. It's too much work. It's a lot of work. Listen, work. we went out one time and we didn't even take the band outside. They patched into the system from inside and had a camera monitor. Of course, Destry is like doggone, you know, Bill Gates of a uh, worship team. Right, right, right. So, but it still worked, man. And I'm like, I'm about to, listen, I'm okay, I'm a little selfish. I'm out here sweating and y'all sitting in y'all car drinking iced tea. <laughs> like, y'all better, <laughs> you better get out your car and run around this parking lot. I am not about to sweat by myself. I'm a little resentful. I'm, I'm yeah, I need prayer. I'm resentful because y'all make me sweat by myself. <laughs> Listen, I've been to a couple of them and I'm like, if y'all don't stop blowing your horns up in here. Listen, you blow at the end. Blow. I told them blow at the end. When I was happy and kicking over the pool pit, now you can blow. Do not blow while I'm trying to talk. All right. Okay. Uh Pastor Bowie said when he first came to Greater Friendship, he cut the revolution re- resolutions back to only five. Doc, we're doing two max now, man. And if I'm one of them, we I'm just I'm just calling your name. If the family was in was had a church somewhere else or they used to belong somewhere yeah, else, yeah, I recently those, but uh yes, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. But but I'm grateful to see how everyone is trying different things. We are all learning from each other, we're gleaning from each other. We, we, you know, we're not going to be able to be outside in all seriousness. We're not going to be able to be outside unless we're going to have bonfire services, you know, have barrels. <laughs> yeah, I, I, people might get tents and some. Uh, uh, but then if you got if you got to get a tent, you might as well go inside the church. Well, that's why we didn't do our normal tent service. We just did parking lot because you're, you're the same difference. You all up under a tent together. Right. And, and again, the intent is to keep people safe. So. I think that there is still remaining to be seen exactly what it will look like, but I'm encouraged by what we have leveled this out to be. Uh, I'm grateful that we have been able to see what works and what doesn't work. And and I do think that there is a lot of uh, learning still yet to go. So we want everybody to uh, get your rapid fire questions in. If you have a rapid fire question, Pastor Jeff and I are coming to the ending segment of our of our discussion. Do you have any final thoughts on this subject while they're well, getting? First of all, I'm, I'm kind of upset because of COVID. COVID messed me. I still ain't had an installation service. I want my Pastor Herb was supposed to be there. You was supposed. All y'all supposed to be there. Pastor Herman is still ready. Installation. I deserve. You deserve it. Installation service. I want you to wear that big flower on your lapel. <laughs> where the old lady sticks you nine times trying to put the flower on. All right. Uh, I want the charge to the congregation that they ain't going to follow. <laughs> and now I want that sermon where you've lectured the congregation on how to be good to your pastor. Yes, yes, yes. All of Bless it. the man of God. I need it all. You want all that. I want y'all to make the long walk. I want y'all to make the long walk down the aisle and sit in the little living room setting in the front of the church with a <laughs> goblet, with goblets of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, in them and, and a bowl of mints 
Yes, sir. Tiffany wanted to. Who? Tiffany. I think Lady oh, Tiffany, Tiffany wanted. You know Tiffany wanted. She 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 down to five grand. She didn't got her stuff out already. My sermon is ready, Pastor Jeff. You say the word, and I'm telling you, I don't care if I do it on Zoom. I'm not doing a Zoom. And I want everybody there. I wait till COVID is over, but I want everybody there. Well, listen, I'm, I'm gonna warn you right now, man. You you have this service, and you have me come preach. I'm gonna act a plum fool. Yes, sir. There we go. I'm gonna act right a plum. This is a religiously incorrect podcast. Promise. It's been a while since I walked on pews. I'm gonna act. <laughs> I'm going to say, this whole side of the church, move over there, because I need to walk here. Have you ever walked on Seconds Pews? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I've done, like, the first couple rows. Now, 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 Doc Hearns, he used to have that extra long mic cord. He used to have that 50-foot mic cord. And I knew he had a plan, because he had it wrapped up under the pool pit. Next thing I know, I'm like nine years old, 10 years old. He back there with me. I'm like, what are you doing? Hey, I've jumped on the front pew, but my legs yeah. sure to be trying to walk over. I, it, I, I'm going oh, for yeah. that. Well, listen, when we was at uh, Agape and I was walking on pews and them joints wasn't bolted down, man. They wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't walk on chairs. That's why I can't get chairs. You can't walk on them yeah, joints. You can't walk on shit. Don't try it. You'd be in the hospital, but get your rapid fire questions ready. We are taking your quick questions. I know Big Mike has a question for us. Listen, listen, rapid fire is anything you want to ask. Anything you want. Anything. It's not just about the subject today. Anything, anything related to church. Religiously incorrect. The world. Anything yeah. that's going on in the world, you know, rest in peace, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's uh, right. Heart rest in peace, Archbishop uh, J. Delano Ellis. Yes, yes. Uh, Archbishop at the Metropolitan College of Bishops, Joint College of Bishops, I should say, the Metropolitan. Uh, wonderful man of God. I mean, he brought the Episcopacy to the black community, the African-American community, taught us how to do it right. Uh, Dr. I don't Diana have Swope. to war. Yeah. Yes, yes. Dr. Diana Swope uh, from uh, Akron, uh, Arlington Church of God, another wonderful woman of God. Uh, it's been a hard, it's been a hard week, man. It's been, it's been a tough week, so. Uh, Big Mike, uh, let's hit them rapid fire questions. Okay, wait, Tiffany has one. When are we going on vacation? <laughs> That's why my wife don't be on here because I, right. I ain't dealing with this that, foolishness, Jeff. I know she's right next to you. She ain't she, ain't, she, she must be upstairs somewhere. Tell her, tell her we're going on vacation. Never mind. I'll talk to her when we get out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's going to cost something. We don't need them problems. We don't need them problems. It's going to cost something for you to go on vacation. How about that? That's a whole other podcast, Doc. <laughs> this, this is a kid-friendly podcast. Big Mike, are you ready? All right. Come on, Big Mike. You want to come in? Bring Mike in. Bring okay, Mike. Big Mike's coming in. This is our producer. This is the behind-the-scenes guy. Big Mike, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? I'm doing great now that I see that lovely hoodie on Sometimes. Mercy. What's your question, Mike? All right. If you could host a dinner party and you can invite three people, who would it be, dead or alive? Three people to this dinner party. Who would you pick and why? If I can invite three people to a dinner party, who would I invite and why? Dead or alive. Dead or alive? Yes. First of all, if you're looking for a religious answer from me, you're not going to get one because anybody from the Bible, mm -hmm. too much pressure. I can right? 
Because they, if I invited Jesus or Paul or somebody, they start correcting my sermon, talking about how I got it wrong. That ain't even what I was talking about. Uh, I would hang with Barack Obama, Martin Luther King, and Prince. Prince. Wow. I can dig it. I can dig that. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. For me. I'm going with Tupac. Always, Tupac. you know, I'm bringing Tupac. I got it, it, there's some questions I gotta ask Tupac. I got I gotta know some things about Tupac. You want to know who did it? You want to know who shot him? <laughs> uh, obviously, Barack Obama uh, is always gonna be one, and I'm probably more militant. I probably would want want to deal with Malcolm X. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I thought about Malcolm X. My my picks was Malcolm X. Probably because you know he started off militant, then he kind of switched it up later on. Um, Gandhi, because a lot of people followed his lead with the whole piece. You got a cricket in there or something? That's <laughs> Mike outside. Out there in nature. And then and then Dave Chappelle. I think oh, Dave, that's a good Dave one. Would, would, would be a nice mix. You know he's what I mean? Smart. He's, a, he's a genius to me, man. Right, no doubt. He's a no genius doubt. to me. That yeah, would be a better party. Yeah, yeah. I, I I could dig Malcolm X too, man. Yeah, yeah. he ain't better than Kevin Hart, so, so he's just gonna oh, Kevin Hart. We gonna leave it like that. We gonna leave it. killing Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is the man. Don't get out of here. <laughs> All right. Okay, it's like this. Uh, okay. Uh, right. That's the worst comedy ever. <laughs> um. Listen, I'm I'm telling you now. <laughs> All right, let's get some more. Come on, come in with some rapid fire questions. Okay, here's a good one. Scott Heater, thank you, Scott, for being a faithful uh, watcher, a viewer, and a commenter. Should they recast? Let me put this up on here. Can I? T- you want to stay on, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'll stay on. Should they recast Black Panther or move on without Chadwick Boseman? Well, I heard they was let his sister because in in the comic books, his this sister actually took over. So I I think they're going to do that. I would be okay with the sister taking over. I like her. I, think I don't think they should recast the male lead there. Let that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're go- if they're gonna recast it, I mean, I think regardless of what, I- and everybody can say what they want to say. Everybody loved dude that-, that was the villain in the last one. Oh yeah, I mean, he was he was the the, the hero. I Michael, mean, Michael B. Whatever, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Killmonger, yeah. Doc. Killmonger. Yeah, I would be fine. If they go with the sister, it was a Suri, Shuri. Sorry, yeah. And and, and 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 if she goes off in some other direction, just let it go, man. Just do not bring somebody else back. That's like having a new Aunt Viv. You know what I'm saying? The fresh, fresh. <laughs> that was the worst, the worst recasting ever. I mean, we're just not gonna do it, man. I mean, mm-hmm. how you how does how a yellow woman have all these black kids, man? <laughs> That doesn't make sense. The worst recasting ever. All right, all right. So we got you, Scott. Here's another one. My good friend, Pastor Tatum Osborne from uh, New York. How do you feel about churches using secular terms like WAP? <laughs> As themes. Now, Pastor Osborne, we made a commitment not to do a WAP episode. We made a whole commitment not to do it. But here you go. They wanted to. I said, uh uh-uh, wait. But here you come. Now my wife's gonna come downstairs. <laughs> okay. I am absolutely against using obviously uh derogatory. I don't like the word secular 
because there is a lot of secular themes and ideas uh, from Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Okay, let me just put that up because she will let us know. Because if you're from one, one, one of the bureaus, you are not just from New York. You got to be from your bur- your borough. She's from Brooklyn, and I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Pastor Tatum. Uh, there's a difference between secular and basically sexual or anything that could be considered perverse or derogatory. And so if it were like a movie title that just had a basic theme of some sort, uh, like Wonder Woman. I used Wonder Woman as a theme for Mother's Day last year, the year before. Obviously, there's somewhat a wholesome attachment. When you are going directly after something like WAP. Because we know what it means. We all do. Regardless, I don't care how you try to switch it up. We know what it means. Um, You know, you know, it's just something to, I mean, it's, it's almost like using a secular song or a secular beat and putting it to a gospel song. I know that's P-Funk. I know that's George Clinton. That's all day long. I mean, what you gonna preach? What that mouth do? I mean, is that a sermon title now? (laughs) Is that a a sermon title? I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I'm saying just because it gets people's attention does not mean it is beneficial. And like you said, everybody knows what it means. The snickers, the laughs, the viral. And, and, and let's be honest, people are doing it on purpose to get attention. Absolutely. I don't even think they think they're being relevant. It's I think they're just trying to get attention. It's not cute at all. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's not prudish me. I would like to think, and I think a lot of old schoolers and traditional people are like this. I would like to think that even if I wasn't in the church and wasn't a Christian, you know, it's some stuff y'all ought to stay out of. Y'all Christians just stay out of this. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't even try to, yep. you know, yeah. don't even go there. So I, I appreciate the question. That's just my opinion. doesn't have to be anybody else's opinion. I think it's uh, I think it's a stretch. I don't think it makes you relevant at all. There are a million ways to talk about what's going on in the world and in our communities and with young people or whatever. Uh, you don't have to spell it out like that, me. We all know it don't mean worship and praise. Right, 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 right. I feel bad for whoever had that on that their CD from like twenty years ago. <laughs> they had like giant WAP James Hall and WAP. <laughs> okay, who else has a question? Who else has a, a rapid fire for us? Any else? Any other? You got another one, Mike? Uh, this is your I job, only, man. I only came prepared with one. You know what? I almost came up with two. But I figured people will be chiming in, so I kept mine. Are we gonna give you a few more minutes to give us a uh, uh, a question? Uh, I, I got a question. Uh, which death has hit you the hardest these past this past year or so? Which one has been like the most shocking or disconcerting to you? Kobe got me, man. Oh man, man, man. Oh. Yeah, I was done. I was. Done. You know, you know, you know. I was. Oh yeah, I know you, Jeff. Man, he was about to get on the plane, go do the eulogy. I'm saying I was. I was at the mall, man. I, I almost. I stopped. I just had to stop and just. I just sat in the mall for. I don't know how long. I couldn't do nothing. I was done. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Jeff, man. Wow. Well, with, you know, with, with Kobe, you know, it really didn't matter if he was a basketball fan or not. I mean, it was Kobe. It just, right. Right, right, and, and with hard to make matters worse, you know, to find out his daughter was with him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I absolutely, yeah, that's it's it's uh, 
man, it, it cuts you to your core. Right. Even this long after to think about what that experience must be like. I mean, we ride with our children all the time here and there and we on these trips and all and you don't know what danger might be around the corner, even though we don't have helicopter access, it could still happen any kind of way. Yeah. Chadwick for me recently was because the year has stunk so bad. Yeah. You know, the, the year has been so terrible that it's like who else and what else can possibly go wrong? You know, it's like they're about to find a grave, a mass grave of puppies or something like, you know, like it's just like every bad thing that could ever happen. Is happening. So I felt like, and then my kids, like they were oblivious. Like they're, I didn't tell them. I I don't know if they even know now. I think they think that Black Panther died. Mm -hmm. I don't think they get that the man, you know. I actually had a talk with my son. I think it, I think it was a good talk just to talk about death in in and of itself. Right. That that is good. No, you know what I mean? The things happen that, you know what I mean? You know, although he played a superhero, he dealt with some things in life. And I think, you know, all of us do, you know, uh, even us as pastors, you know, w- you know, we can preach the house down and talk about, you know, things and, you know, encourage others while yet and still going through some things ourselves at our own houses. And, um, you know, whether it be depression, you know, dealing with psychological issues, whatever it is. So I think, you know, I think it was a good, and I think, we, I mean, we sat around, we talked about it for about 20 minutes to a half an yeah. hour. Yeah. Pastor Bowie mentioned, I've had some hard membership deaths this year. I concur. Every funeral that I've done has been extra hard because of the caliber of people and the circumstances mm-hmm. surrounding how we had to manage. And there are some people who I feel COVID cheated out of proper respect. Wow. And love to that family. Absolutely. Uh, That was a heartbreaking part of one of our most faithful older deacons being laid to rest. One of our faithful older deaconess emeritus being laid to rest. Uh, That, you know, we still came in good number, but, you know, I feel for any person of any, of any respect who has, you hate to say it, but if anybody deserves a full church, this brother or sister does. Absolutely. If anybody deserves to have all the tributes you can have, the, the extra musicals. And we were joking. Before. You know, it's so sad, Jeff. And I got to admit it. We were joking about how people were so extra. You know, we're doing, we shouting at weddings. And right, right, right. We, had a, we had an episode that never aired when I was cracking on people who shout at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> we never aired that episode in February. I think something happened and we never aired it. And Wasn't I was like, huh? Wasn't that the practice run, or was that no, it the practice run? It was like the last of our love and marriage series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I was going in on people like it's getting too much now. And we <laughs> talked about the funerals with the resolutions. We've talked about you know the the funeral musicals. People are doing extra tributes. Everybody gets like a week long, nine hour Aretha Franklin funeral now. And you know what? I admit that we didn't realize what happens when it's all taken away as extra as it was, when it's all gone, you're dying to get into one of these unnecessary services. You're dying to sit in the church for three hours. You're dying to go to a musical that, you know, you know, it's going to start at six, but it really starts at seven. Then you're there till 11 o'clock at night. That's all gone. But it's a part of our culture. I got one more question. 
Go ahead, Mike. Let's 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 uh take uh Tatum Osborne's yes. question and then, and then wrap it up. Okay, Pastor Osborne, another great uh good one. Good one. If there's one church besides your own that you had the opportunity to preach in, which would it be? Uh man, that's a good one. I'll give the obvious answer. Pastor Osborne, I preach at dad's church. I preach at dad's church. And I did get the chance to do a sermon at a, uh, and Pastor Kevin did an excellent job. I think the same week, we both got a chance to preach. Uh, Pastor Kevin Osborne and doing uh, the sermon that the, the devotional message uh, during Berean. And I think I think that way now. And if you ask me two, three years ago, of course, I give the mega church answer that this now I'm all about personally, the loving atmosphere. People I know love me and I love them. I don't feel like a stranger. I'm not there to impress anybody. And of course, every preacher has an ego. They love to be on that big stage. They love to preach at Potter's house. They love to do, you know, uh, I can't say I want to do Joel Osteen because I don't know if that organist can keep up with me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to be somewhere where we can church it, but at the same time, now I'm all about love and affirmation. That that's just me, and there are very few places where I feel like outside of my own city, where a lot of people who I love in Warren and Youngstown, I can go to Pop Simon's church, I can go to Pastor Bowie's herd, me and Jeff tossed it outside of this area, and the people I've been to already. That would be uh, that that would be the place. Uh, for me, I think, you know, like you said, we've been to most of these. I've preached at most of the churches in this area that I would have loved to have preached at. I thank God for every invitation. Um, I thank God for the invitation I got to my brother Sylvester Patton's church up in. Um, Lord, where, where's the church? at? Texas, Texas. Yeah, up in Texas. I mean, huge, beautiful church. And I, I'll thank God for that invitation. It was wonderful. Um, but I think the only person's church I would want to preach at and only because I idolize and that might be a strong word, but I idolize him. I love him would be uh, Freddie Haynes. I yeah. love atmosphere yeah. at the church. I love I love I love the way he preaches. Uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. So yeah. I love it. If I only got to preach, I just want to go there and meet him. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I concur. And again, it, it's you're you're hopefully as you mature your priorities shift when it comes to preaching opportunities and things like that you 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 don't know what platforms you'll ever be afforded but you thank god for every one of them but now uh in my experience at first church was you know being treated like family and love and whoever the big name guy who bishop brought in they loved you and supported you as much as they did that guy Absolutely. And they knew you was going back to Warren when you got done. <laughs> like you go back to Warren to take out the trash and uh, sweep the floor in your church. But for one night, you're the most important person in the world. So listen, we have had a ball coming back to you all. Thank you all for joining us. Bless we you. want you to continue to support the Religiously Incorrect uh, Project, the podcast, by following us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, look out for us. Our audio is being uploaded uh, to our RSS feed. So that means it's coming up on all of your favorite podcast channels, audio podcasts. We're getting back in the groove. Please invite somebody to join us, to tap in, 
Pastor Jeff and I, we just love to shoot the breeze as pastors who love people, love God, but we're also real people. And we love doing that. Anything you want to leave me with, Pastor, before we go? I know that my wife last night told me to buy a couple T-shirts and to give them out to those to, to the viewers. We need to do that. So, so I'm going to do that. Uh, uh, You're doing uh, that, right? You're buying them. I'll buy them. I'll buy them. I got to get big, big ale, big ale, big, big ale. I have the bootleg T-shirts in the parking lot where uh, the show is spelled wrong. <laughs> I the bootlegs at the flea market. It's all good. But so so be on the lookout for that. But like you said, please continue to share, follow all our Instagram, Facebook, all of it. We we gonna be here. We're gonna be here. We took a couple weeks off, but we we back. So listen, if y'all have a subject you'd like us to talk about, put it in the comments. Let us know. Text one of us if you know us, inbox us. We're always looking for new topics to tackle. And we got some heaters coming up. We got some great stuff coming up. Can't wait to share it. Mike, what you want to say before I hit this this beat and start dancing? <laughs> hey, uh, big shout out to my cousin, Bianca Love, watching from Alabama. Love you, cuz. Thank and you. Pray, and pray for her. She just had three beautiful triplets. What? So wow. You babysitting, Mike? No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Love him hey. to death. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, and shout out to your daughter, Mike. Didn't, didn't she graduate this year? She she, she's a senior this year. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Awesome, man. Awesome. I saw her at the homecoming. Everything looked beautiful. I, you ain't taking no shotguns up there, did you? Nah, nah, not, okay. not this year. Not this year. He, he knew the deal. He knew the deal they already. Too, though, so that don't scare him no more. They got guns, too. What am I doing? Right, <laughs> right, right. Don't let me like that. <laughs> hey, it's been a blast. Y'all take care. We'll see you next time. Here go the outro. Peace,